0: I love this question. How am I in the woods comfortably? Because I'm free, I'm liberated. And from the looks of that profile picture, it looks like it's from uh, another person of color. And that's something that I've intentionally worked on. Because there's a lot of stereotypes around black people and nature in the woods, and that's something that we don't do. However, we don't often spend time to think about why. (laughs) And so much of it has to do with slavery and the history, at least in this country in America. Runaway slaves and escaping, right? The somatic trauma passed down from our ancestors. Hangings, lynchings. Being out too late after dark. Space you're not supposed to be, quote unquote. And part of my journey as a nomad traveling the country is to embody my inner liberation, let go of that limiting belief. Of course, do it responsibly. Keep my wits about me. If my intuition is telling me otherwise. Maybe <laughs> align with that intuition. But to be sure that it's intuition and not fear. Which is something I don't think we navigate with as much dexterity as we could. So, when you're asking me how I'm comfortable in the woods. To be clear at first, I wasn't. Um, working with meditation, mindfulness and some somatic practices, releasing trauma that I found in a book uh, by Resmaa Minikam called My Grandmother's Hands. I worked through a lot of the things that were hindering me from my freedom. To be in the most grounding place that every creature on this planet should have, nature. (laughs) Every creature should have access to So if you are another black person, person of color, who experiences that resistance to being outdoors for all of those very understandable reasons, I encourage you to find your own way to approach approach those fears and get curious about them so you can free yourself and you can be the embodiment of what a black man in the woods (laughs) enjoying himself, actually looks like to help free someone else. And here's a keynote about intuition versus fear. Because a lot of times we'll have those strong feelings, those inner knowings. Intuition is grounded. There's no rushing, there's no nervous feeling, it's just a calm, steady knowing. If you're feeling uncomfortable in your body, that's not intuition, that's fear. So take a moment to be with that fear, get curious about it. There's different ways to make space for it. Some people will just say to those emotions, you belong a good one. For me, I love uh, this one I read in think the Miracle of Mindfulness by Thich Nhat Hanh. He said, just talk to your fear. Talk to your emotions. Acknowledge them, right? It's a way to create acceptance and space for your feelings instead of resisting it, which only makes it worse. When you make space for it, the simple structure of a conversation, was something like this fear i know you're there i promise i'll take good care of you right that already makes it a little lighter and then you can ask what do you want me to know what are you trying to tell me and i know at first you may think run or <laughs> it's not safe here but on a deeper level It's just trying to let you know that you've been hurt and there's some emotions you need to feel. And it's trying to give you an opportunity to transcend that trauma. So if you sit with that discomfort and allow that emotion to move through you and be fully processed, it can be transformed into something new. Freedom. a few messages about those who are afraid of the woods. And don't get me wrong, I mean, you know, be mindful of where you are, <laughs> do your research, maybe stop at the local state park or at the ranger's office and ask them, what should I be mindful of this time of year in this area? there are, you know, bears in certain parts of the world, or big cats, or all kinds of animals that you want to learn how to, enjoy nature, and harmony with But, um... Yeah, just notice how much of that is in your head. And how much of that is an actual threat. Oh, The Miracle of Mindfulness. That's written by um, Thich Nhat Hanh. He's a Vietnamese Buddhist monk. He was a mentor for Martin Luther King in the 60s. Uh, The name of the song I just played, I played two songs. I played one called the Energy Mantra, which uh, was not written by me. That was written by... World by Design, 369, and Michael7. He has a couple of handles on social media. But I did record an arrangement of it. That was pretty much what I played. And that's available anywhere you listen to music. And the second one was uh, a little affirmation I wrote that's also recorded called I Am Joy. That you can find anywhere you listen to music, also. guys were have been talking about nature and getting out into the woods and what that means for black people and people of color and our history and the somatic traumas. Um, but so much of that journey for me was really about inner liberation and learning how to find that comfort of home within myself anywhere in the world. So I traveled to new spaces, like sharing that Maine was very grounding and very resonant for me, Northern Maine. There were other places that were quite dissonant. And so sitting with whatever was happening within me, to find a space of groundedness, of inner knowing. encourage you to do when you're in a space and an energy, try to learn how to find your inner harmony, your inner song that keeps you grounded and stable. Don't get me wrong, certain energies of certain people and different times will have an impact learning how to regulate your own nervous system, your own emotions, and find that groundedness within is really the key (laughs) to finding your authentic self and moksha, liberation. So I learned at 12, started out playing by ear in my dad's church. My dad's a preacher. A lot of my siblings play and sing also. And then I studied uh, music in college. So I learned how to play a lot of jazz. I have a degree in jazz. Um, although I don't play it much anymore. Jazz and jazz arranging, minor in jazz arranging. And then I got out of college and had a Played for a few years in the jazz realm and ended up injuring my hand. I had tendonitis. I was practicing like 10-12 hours a day and overdid it. So then I fell into songwriting. And um, that awakened me to uh, more emotion, like the emotional side of the art versus um, the virtuous side, <laughs> virtuosic side. I used to play a lot of fast notes. That's part of what got me in trouble. <laughs> um, and then somewhere in the middle, when my hand was injured, I started developing my own style, which is kind of what you hear now, which is um, it's somewhere between trained and untrained. And I like it because it's a bit more natural and it has its own voice. questions coming in now, (laughs) trying to keep up um, on TikTok here. Do you find that when the mind is calm, that it is more neutral, but in a harmonious way? Well, yeah, exactly, definitely, I think that's a part of what harmony is. If you think about it, it's about resonance, right, Consonance and dissonance. So resonance is a frequency that augments the energy, right? Mm -hmm. Dissonance finds resistance, but consonants, they all work together. And when you're talking about harmony with your thoughts and the world around you, usually when we are attached and unaware of our awareness, we are riding the wave of every thought, right? And every thought, generally, is so subjective and is charged with... Resonance are dissonance. But when you are in a more grounded state, there's an even consonance, right? A constant. That's right in the middle. That can witness it all but not become any of it. And that's where calm is. It's not that everything's perfect in your world. But that you are no longer in ego under the illusion that you have to control or that you are being controlled. You are freely in yourself. You're freely aware. And you can see the natural harmony of everything because you're not in a dualistic structure anymore. You're free to see life as color, right? We talked about this last week. For those of you who are wanting to revisit that or you haven't heard that, um, I actually just released that live as a podcast this morning on my podcast, Hello Beautiful Souls, we talked about viewing life as color, viewing it, viewing those experiences as color, and this is just a reminder that we are creating meaning in every moment, so when you approach life, right, with two options, right or wrong, good or bad, you miss out on the beauty in between, it's very black and white, right, you miss out on all the colors. In between the billions and billions of colors it's part of the reason we have so much division in our world we usually present ourselves with two or three options when really there's billions of options ways to look at things so usually if you're feeling stuck it's probably because you're in a dualistic mindset which is essentially a limiting belief in itself but we are limited by right our own level of awareness and so until you start to notice that all these dualistic structures aren't serving me well you stay in that loop that pattern and you make your own self measurable. You were doing that (laughs) by holding on to those things, which is usually when you're an ego, right? You're edging God out as Wayne Dyer would say, E-G-O, edge God out. And God, not necessarily being any particular deity, but just a good orderly direction. (laughs) So you're preventing a good orderly direction when you're trying too hard to, control the world around you, or if you're in a victim mindset, where you forget that you have the capacity to choose and co-create anymore. This one, do you think traveling helps the spiritual experience? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Maybe we'll end with this one. Traveling is the spiritual experience. They're one and the same. And what I mean to say is, we think of travel as a physical thing. But our mind is always traveling to different spaces, different perceptions of reality. That is the totality of our reality. It's how we perceive what we allow in, how we process it, and what meaning we make out of it. And I always think of this one, the um, goldfish can grow as large as it's container, right? So goldfish in a little, you know, one foot diameter bowl in your home, that's its max size that it can grow. It only grows as large as it can see. Now, you can enlarge your container, in the physical realm, by going experiencing new cultures. And you'll notice that in some places, like being a southerner from Texas. I lived in New York City for a while. And on my first visit there, I thought everyone was so rude. (laughs) Why are they so rude? They already talk this way. Then a decade later, when I actually ended up living there, I realized that that's rude is relative. And that's just the way they speak. There's so much happening in that city that it serves all of them to be more direct. And that's their local culture. That's their local way of speaking. And I actually begin to learn to appreciate that. right? Because when I would go back home to Texas, not that it was slower, but what I didn't like is that there was this southern hospitality, which is polite, but inauthentic, because the same person that would wave to you and say sweet things into your face might also have the capacity to say very horrible things behind your back. And something I learned to appreciate about New York City is I would know very clearly <laughs> in my face, right, they'd look me in the eye and tell me wonderful things or they had a hard time with who I was or what was happening. And so when you're talking about the spiritual experience, you realize that you see the world based on your level of awareness, right? So my level of awareness expanded around speech and communication and connection when I had the chance to live in New York City and be immersed in that culture. And so I had the capacity to grow as that goldfish, right? But the same thing is possible right here, right, right here you're able to deal with your emotions. You expand the container of your emotions. You stop using, you know, happy, mad, sad, glad. And you look at the emotion wheel and you realize there's over a hundred emotions that I can make to express how I'm feeling or what's happening within me. Color, right? And then, you know, that's just America, of course, going to other countries. You learn about the suffering in other countries. You learn about the beauty of their culture. You learn that some of the most happiest places in the world are not the fiscally wealthiest places in the world. Right? So they have a great wisdom and appreciation and gratitude for the little things because they know what it means not to have. They have that wisdom that in that container. And the more you allow yourself to experience those things, you'll realize that your personal reality, your personality, It's just the combinations of how you think, and feel, and perceive. And the more you allow in, the more your personal reality will shift. So if you're feeling stuck, you probably need a new experience. I go, I have to go now. Um, but if you want to view, uh, any number of these kind of live streams, I have over a hundred of them, I think on my YouTube channel. So if you go to YouTube, a soul called Joel, just like you see it here, you can tap into this vibe and these questions and a lot of music too. Some of them are just music lives. Um, and they're in different places that I've been able to travel to. So that's been a great joy just to, um, feel the energy of different spaces. And before I go, for the month of October, um, there's a promotion for the Beautiful Souls Online community. I host a live meditation every morning, 7.30 a.m. That's what I'll be doing here in 30 minutes. And I guide you back into your heart and I share some of the practices that have helped me to find greater peace and inner freedom. And I hope that they might resonate for you too and help you along your path. So if there's something you're interested in, that's available at a soul called Jewel.com. And within that community, there are also workshops, monthly sound baths, where we're just playing in this way. No talking, just the vibe. You can get grounded to, or journal to, whatever is calling you. As well as monthly sharing circles, where the weekend that was so powerful, witnessing so many members share vulnerably and authentically what was happening, and seeing how each one held the others, in such compassion, care, and tenderness. So if any of that resonates, and you're curious about it, I encourage you um, to check it out, see if that's something you want to do. But um, yeah, the first two months at this time would be half off, so that's available at my website, soulcalljill.com. As for those of you who are in the Beautiful Souls community, I'll see you in about a half hour.